Welcome to the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast that explores mysteries of the cryptid, the creepy, and the unexplainable. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Josh. And I will continue to be Lennon. You can follow us on Instagram at instagram.com slash don't touch my Sasquatch pod. Check out our website at don't touch my Sasquatch.com and join us on Patreon for ad free episodes, exclusive content, and much more. If you're enjoying the content, please like, share, and leave us a rating. This all helps us to be seen by more people. This week's episode, we are, uh, we're talking about our old Uncle Squatch there. Old Uncle Sassy. Old Uncle Sassy. And I got to ask you, what would you do if you were walking in the woods and came face to face with old Uncle Sasquatch? Let's see. I, I don't know if I could turn and run fast enough. He's a fast man. Yeah. Which we'll talk about some of the speak speed the of his walking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the speed of his walking in a little bit here. Um, but, man, I don't know. That's some scary shit. I like to think that if I saw him when I was in my car, I'd just blast him for the sake of science. But at the same time, I probably would be alone, and he probably wouldn't die from it, and he'd, he'd probably rip my door off and kill me. That's true, but I said face-to-face. There's no car involved. Well, that's right. That's what I would do if there was a car. <laughs> How about you? Me? Oh, I'd get his autograph. He's a, he's a famous dude talked about all over the world. Um, and then I train, change my underwear because I probably pee myself. Yeah. <laughs> so your arms are getting ripped off. <laughs> well, they say bring him food and you have an eighty percent chance of surviving. So yeah. I bring him a Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Uh, I, I love Kit Kats. I'm, so sure I'm always gonna have one. They say he likes apples. <laughs> say he raids people's apple trees. So yeah, Bigfoot, Sasquatch. It goes by many names. Um, the term Bigfoot is not sure where that came from. But the term Sasquatch, at least, is known to be coined by a Canadian journalist, J.W. Burns, in the 1920s. He was going through southwestern British Columbia, and he was getting just stories from the different native peoples and First Nations of Canada. And they all have a story of a wild, hairy, bipedal ape man. And it's not you? It's not me. (laughs) I do have the beard for him, but it's not me. Um so he kind of blended together all of their different words for this hairy, bipedal ape man. And uh, the term he came up with actually was kind of like Sasquets. And uh, it kind of took on its own word, Sasquatched, for the English speakers oh. in the in the newspapers when he wrote it. Sasquets, the Canadian version of the Rockets. This sure fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> Whole group of line of them just kicking away. <laughs> um, they had different tribes had different names for them, but, I mean, they all had the same stories and same origins, just like all across the world, which we will do many, many an episode on histories and international big feet. Everything we talk about, we could do a whole episode on. Yeah. Origins, sightings, I mean, we have, we have a lot we could talk about. Yeah, so... Future episodes, we'll cover future topics, but for now, we're just going to be hitting a couple main... Cadence. Main condensed things. You can give. You can get you the quick bullet points of the history there, but in in talking about our first episode being Sasquatch for our namesake, Josh, I don't think we can talk about anything other than what really brought Sasquatch into the main light. Yes, That's the Patterson footage. <laughs> well, a couple of years too early, but that is the Patterson footage, the most iconic, in my opinion. I think, and everyone agrees, the most iconic. Bigfoot evidence footage that there is. It's just a guy in a suit. That's what you think. You're very well wrong. 
I'm kidding. But I mean, what do you think? You have you seen all? Have you seen all of it, or have you just seen the classic thirty seconds? I've seen them. Rock Sasquatch, Rock Sasquatch, Rock Sasquatch. Oh, there he is, or she is, you know, walking. So yeah, I've seen yeah. the whole thing. Uh, it was shot by two men, Bob Gimlin and Roger Patterson. And Patterson's dead. He died in 1972. Very sensitive. Very sensitive. Unfortunately. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we have lost him. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> it's a sad thing, but yes, we need, we did lose him in 1972. Uh, Gimlin's still alive, and uh, he still continues to talk about that day and the experiences um, nowadays. Um, they were ridiculed in their town quite, quite... Uh, frequently afterwards but now that's kind of become more accepted so patterson before he died he passed a lie detector test and he maintained till the end that it was a legitimate experience that he had and gimlin has also never once strayed away from the story and has always confirmed that it was legitimate as well um well, from what i heard uh gimlin's been a he was known to be a very honest person so yes why would he make up a story Right. And I was watching an interview with him, and he was even saying, like, how they were ridiculed in their town afterwards. You don't go out to hoax something and fake something just to get made fun of. You know, you know you're going to be a laughingstock. He said that his family was was being belittled and, and not taken credibly afterwards because they thought that he was a very serious, credible man, and afterwards he lost his credibility in the town. Yeah, I don't know why you'd fake that. I know Patterson had, like, Couple hundred dollars to his name, so how are you gonna? Pretty much. How would you make that a suit? Exactly. We'll get to that. I, I know we'll get to that. A little teaser, I guess. <laughs> a little <Sorry>. teaser. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Look out for it. Soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it just seems weird. Now they were. It's true that they were out there actually looking for a Bigfoot. That's that was their whole purpose going out there. They had heard some stories of some different tracks. There was three different sizes and three different ones so to speak, three different Bigfoot that they were looking for while they were out there. But they were out there taking video of, Patterson was taking video of the nature, of everything around. There's like 10 minutes of the whole video audit, uh, video footage on YouTube. Right. And he's just taking in the sights. It's gorgeous out there in the fall, and they're just loving it. Living every minute of it. <laughs> hey, you gotta. <laughs> but, I mean, just because he was looking for Bigfoot. Exactly. Doesn't say either way. It's not just saying. It's exactly just full transparency. That is what they were out there for. So, getting the story of it. The story goes that the two men were riding upstream of Bluff Bluff Creek. Bluff Creek. Yes, not Blunt Creek. (laughs) No. (laughs) They were riding up there along the creek bed. Uh, They both had a horse. I think Gimlin had a mule that he was towing with him with all their supplies. They were planning on going very deep into the woods and setting up a camp. Um, but what they actually did was is they, they were on their way out there to do that. So they came up to a point where there's like a bend in the creek, and there was a log jam of fallen over trees and sticks and brush that all had washed up, collecting a spot from recent flooding. So as they came around this bend, they noticed there was Patty, the Bigfoot. Good old sassy Patty. <laughs> yeah. There she was. She was bent over, and the water <laughs> just lapping up the water. Keep it PG. Keep <laughs> PG. She was on. <laughs> nope, she was not on her knees. <laughs> well, she was crouched over, just drinking water in a non-sexual Bigfoot normal way. 
we could strike the the bent over. She was drinking water, so she was drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, proceed. I didn't mean to interrupt. She's drinking water <laughs> with her hands, as one does. <laughs> so actually, so they turned around. They saw Patty there drinking water out of the creek, and she stood up, noticed them. Didn't freak out, didn't run at them, didn't charge them, nothing. Just turned and started walking away. Now, Patterson's horse at this point starts f- freaking out. Bucking around, first freaking out. It almost, I think they were saying that he almost did, that the horse was kind of getting nervous as they were coming up to it before he even saw it. Because they just turned and they're right there, just took him by surprise. So he jumps off of his horse, he grabs his camera, and he starts chasing after the creature. Now, by this point... And between him getting the horse settled down, him getting off the horse, grabbing the camera, and getting over there towards the Bigfoot, the creature had moved about 30 foot in front, from 30 foot near in front of him to about 60 foot away from him. So he's chasing him down on foot, chasing her down on foot. Pronouns. Pronouns. Chasing her down on foot. <clears throat> Across the creek, and uh, Gimlin followed him on horseback. He had his rifle in his hand. Not, not saying he fired off any shots, but just in case that Patty decided to be aggressive. So, by the time he finally got across the creek, gets the camera going, he starts shooting the 59.5 seconds of film that we see to this day. So there's admittedly some shakiness at the start of the recording. Um, He's chasing Patty down on foot, crossing a creek bed, camera in hand up to his eyes while he's recording and he's running got 59.5 seconds of this, the first portion of it, shaky. Now, he f- trips, falls down to his knees, smashes down onto his elbows, and he decided chasing is probably not the best idea at this point. So he gets up, gets to a good position to record. And at this point, the creature's about 100 feet in front of him or so. So this is when you get that iconic walk. The frame 352, the look back frame that you see everywhere. That model walk. The model walk. The, <laughs> the most uh, uh, copied frame pose in all of all of media, pretty much. You got Elf did it. <laughs> elf? Yeah. When there was an, an Elf, there was the video where he's on the news. And you see him walking through Times Square or something, and he does the he does the walk, and it, they stop when he's doing the three fifty two frame. I didn't notice that classic, but uh, hey, not our podcast art though. Not our podcast art, classic. We we we're different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> close, but I mean, I mean, he did a great job with that. Yeah, plug fiber. Yes, fiber, not fiber. No, fiber. Here's our fiber fiber optic <laughs> cables. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, do you want faster internet speeds? Fiber optic is gotcha. Speaking as a personal trainer, make sure you have your fiber, but check out fiber. Speaking as an electrician, I was talking about fiber optic cable for internet speeds. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a little insight into us. <laughs> <laughs> fiber, both part of our career, but different meetings. Uh, anyway. So Bigfoot was walking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he records the footage. Uh, Patty, I'm just gonna call her Patty, because that's what everyone calls her. So she starts. So she's slowly walking away from him. She looks back, never once any sign of hostility or aggressiveness. Never charged. Never threw anything. Just walked away calmly. Walked away very, very fast because it was a slow, slow, normal walk for her, but incredibly fast for us. Spoilers. 
Quick question. Sorry to interrupt. Patty. How, how did that name come about, Patty? Is it because Patterson was the filmer? I believe so. Filmer. That's a great, great term. Great English. I'm yes. not an English G- Gimlin was there, too. <laughs> hey, Patty. Hi, <laughs> uh, yeah. What would you call her? Gimli? Gimli. <laughs> so, yes, at this point, Patty Gimli is now walking away <laughs> from them. Um, so, Patterson gets up. He starts to try and move into a better vantage point because at this point, Patty has gotten to a thicket of trees and bushes. She's kind of gotten behind it. So he kind of moves around towards where she originally started her walk so you can get a better vantage point. And at this time, Gimlin, who had gotten off his horse and was following behind Patterson, jumped back onto his horse. And as the creature got farther away and kind of got out of sight, Patterson stopped recording. Gimlin decided to start chasing it down on horseback. Now, Patty was, was moving it. She had some speed behind her, and he, ch- he chased her down. Well, not chased her, but he followed the tracks for a while until Patterson had called him back because he was by himself, n- no weapons, out right where Patty was first at, and uh, by himself. <laughs> you don't want uh, Papa Sasquatch to be there. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a snack. Old Gimli himself. <laughs> He's coming. So Patterson had called Gimlin back over to him, and... They both got back on horses. Well, they got the horses together because at this point they kind of scattered and took them a little bit to track down Patterson's horse, at least, and the other mule that Gimlin had in tow. So they got them back. Babies. They tracked the tracks on. They tracked the tracks on horseback. Makes sense for a few miles, but then they lost into some thick, thick brush and couldn't find them anymore. So what they decided to do was go back to their camp. They had plaster molds and stuff because, as I said, they were out there actually looking for this. So they had some plaster molds. They came back to the original site, and they took some casts of the best left and right tracks, footprints. Which we will um, we will link on our Instagram page. We'll have a picture of those. Don't touch my Sasquatch pod at Instagram. You got that backwards. Instagram.com slash don't touch my Sasquatch pod. Okay, if you're not 50 years old on Instagram, don't touch oh. my Sasquatch pod. <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm not even close. Um, yeah, so be sure to look for them there. So Josh, having heard the full story. Yes. You've heard the full story now. <laughs> I have. That was, a, that was a unique pause. I, You had me. Just keeping it on your toes. Speaking of toes, segue for you. Um, My favorite and most compelling to me reason and evidence why Patty is not a man in a giant old suit is if you watch the video and you look at Patty's toes, you can see with the steps that that she takes, those toes raise up and bend like your feet would when you walk. Because, you know, you, you, you pick your foot up, Everything retracts and your toes lift. When you come down, your toes bend backwards, and you can see every bit of that in the grainy footage. So I mean, if, stuff like that. He, he this this guy Patterson exactly, and Patterson knew the the quality of the camera he was working with. You know, he wasn't expecting. I'm sure, eventually he was expecting, but it wasn't supposed to be analyzed with our modern technology with our 4K res. Uh, a stabilization of all this, you know, that's why would you waste that time to fake that when you can't even see it in the original quality video? But that's my favorite, favorite part of piece of evidence from that. So we're talking about the toes and the detail 
of which someone would have to go to fake this, um, at the Idaho State University, um, Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum is a professor of anatomy and anthropology, and he talks about how he uses this video to teach his students. And um, what he does is he was talking about how you could see detailed muscle structure in the video, and you could see how as she's walking, you can point out all the muscles, which you're familiar with. You could you could see the delts. You could see the... Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah you know what you're talking about. Uh, but you, you could see all these all these muscle groups working in tandem with how an actual muscle system would 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 operate in that t- t- type of walk and structure. Well, muscles fire off when you walk. Yeah, exactly. For that kind of size, it's not a man in a suit with foam layers that move like foam would. It's it's right. it's all working in, in tandem with each other. And so in these footprint casts you can see that there's these ridges that they call a pressure ridge which basically it's a push-off point and you could see where the toes will flex and right where the toes are flexing you've got a push-off point that is um that coincides with the weight structure and the weight of of patty pushing off now if it was just a if it was just a shoe with a stamp on it it would just be a flat stamp right you would have what you see your shoe footprints are. You don't see that push-off ridge. So... No flexibility, no definition, nothing. Exactly. It would just be a flat... But you, but they, but you have these push-off push off pressure ridges. Right. It's a hell of a tongue twister. <laughs> push-off pressure ridges. So researchers that were studying the video frame-by-frame frame determined using all their mathy frame-by-frame stuff. I like that. I, I, I can't tell you what it is because it's all... Mathematical? Mathematical. There it is. They took the heights of different <laughs> trees and objects, and they took it, studied it by frame by frame. They determined, through all of this math stuff, that Patty's stride and pace, pace, not stride, was 51.74 inches long. Now, that is heel of left foot to throw top, uh, farthest toe on right foot. So that's 54, 51.74 inches. Now, the average human is about 30 inches. Close. So close. <laughs> so close, right? Yeah, you got to have uh, Shaquille O'Neal walking. Right. And a big, big gorilla outfit for that one. Exactly. So, another thing that's hard to fake, regardless of what suit you're wearing. You're not going to, your, your average human is not going to have that pace. Right. That... The fact that if you're wearing this big gorilla suit, which I'm sure it'd be hard to see in, walking on uneven terrain, I don't think you'd be walking as, uh, what do you want to call it? Experienced? Yeah. Familiar with the terrain? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just you fluid. Got, exactly. Fluid. I'm sure you got little eye holes to look out of. You get, you'd have to have some kind of big old boots to have a mimic of their of the Bigfoot. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I mean, let's look at the time period, too. Yeah. It was 19... Uh, 67? 1967? Which is what we're talking about. That 1968, Planet of the Apes came out. Only 12 years later. Or 11 years later. Math, again. Mathy stuff. One year later. Even better. (laughs) I only count for a living. I don't add. (laughs) One year later. And it actually won Outstanding Makeup Achievement for that movie. Now, 
if you've seen that movie. That is wild and ridiculous costumes that look like you took a furry carpet or <laughs> just wrapped it around yourself. Sounds like and a Saturday it, night. And it, well then, and it won most outstanding makeup. Now, people say that there's guys who claim, oh, well, I was part of the people who sold the costume to, to Patterson and Gimlin. But it looks nothing like it. And you also got the size difference. The ape costumes, Planet of the Apes, were made for normal-sized humans and not a 7-foot-tall, 8-foot-tall Bigfoot. So they would have had to rework the costumes to, uh, to fit the height needed, and I'm sure the guy inside would have to have some kind of stilt apparatus on in order to make the dimensions match. Right. Well, I mean, they say, from what I've seen, uh, that it's measured at, what, 7 foot 3, but if it was standing all the way upright, it's like 7, 6, 7, 7. Right. It would have to be a 7, 6, 7, 7 human. Right. Um, <clears throat> not impossible. But it's not impossible. Uh, most times, though, people that large are, are recorded. They're well known. Yes. And... Uh, I know there's a statistic out there how many people were that tall, which maybe at a later date we can find out. But yes, um, yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But the the suit itself, if it is a suit, which it's not, by the way, if it was a suit, <laughs> it's incredible, even even for nowadays. Um, so, Josh, I have a little surprise question for you. Surprise! So, I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. I would be giving you. Unlimited amount of resources and time. You Bob Gibbling? Or, yes. Uh, Robert Patterson. Nope, nope. Robert sorry. Bigelow. <laughs> Robert Bigelow. Yeah, there sorry. I blinked on his name. So if I gave you unlimited resources and time, mm-hmm. just briefly, give me a quick run-through of some of the features. If you were to design a hoax Bigfoot costume, what would you design? Now, oh. keeping in mind, you, you've got 1967 video. You've seen what that film grain quality is. You know what you're working with. You've got, what are some features you would give me in the costume? Uh, first off, I'm not an artist, so it'd be pretty hard for me. But it would have to be skin tight, I would say. If you're going to see muscle definition, muscle movement, you have to have skin tight, like a bodysuit. But it would have to mean, or have to mean, sorry, it'd mean you'd have to be a, a large person, right. like wide. Um, hair definition in the video is not, um, it doesn't look uniform some patches or some it's not right. totally like you see uh, I know I sent you a video <clears throat> a while back of a guy that spent I think it was like a couple of years making a, a suit to replicate it and it was right. just bulky no muscle movement foam muscles foam and everything yeah. yeah it just looked it clunky I mean he didn't walk like fluid right so that's why I say it would have to be skin tight because you need to be able to move and you have to see that definition of the muscle moving. Right. With fur. Um, of course, then you get to the head, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you have the cone-shaped head. Sagittal crest. Yeah, sagittal crest. Yes. Mm, excellent. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't done reading on it. <laughs> sagittal crest. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, what you do see in girls... So, Primates. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that would obviously have to be like a, a helmet or a full-headed thing. So somehow I'd have to make that seamless from the head to the shoulders mm-hmm. without making it known that it goes from a bodysuit to a, a, a full headgear right. thing. Right. That'd be tough. Uh, my feet are small, so uh, they're not that small. But 
they're not 16 to 17 inches right. uh, barefoot. Um, and I, I don't even know how to explain how to, to make a, for a better term, a shoe that would flex and show what right. you talked about. Exactly. Like ridge. Pressure ridge. Pressure, pressure ridge. ridge. Sorry. <coughs> pressure. That's where I was listening. Um, so that one I, I'm stumped on. I, I must, but again, I don't make this stuff for a living. So. Right. And neither did they. Well, you know. As they say. They were at least in the movie industry. Yes. That's about all I got. Um, so, well, I yeah. like it. So, me and you go out there with this costume you've made. Now, one thing that... Are we going out there with King Kong Bundy? Oh, for all of them. you got Whoever a big guy, is. you know? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He's a wrestler, I think. Gotcha. I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> well, I, I don't really either, so... Uh, I know The Rock. <laughs> I just know... Who doesn't know The Rock? I mean... Okay, we go out there with the rock. So we go out there with the rock. Yeah, he's a big, large man with giant arms. What's up? Yes. So we got the two of us. We're men in the 1960s. We're men. We're men. Manly okay. men. Nothing wrong with that. And we're One thing that tights. I noticed. Tight, tights. Something I noticed that you didn't add into your Bigfoot costume. You yeah. didn't give your Bigfoot, Bigfoot breasts, which is fine, but I mean. You didn't make it big, a female. You didn't make it a female. You made no. your Bigfoot a male. Because that was you're a man, and that was what came to your head that you were going to make a Bigfoot man. I didn't think of uh, old Patty being a big-breasted primate. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful, by the so, way. Yes, beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, that just to me adds the human aspect of it. You know, not saying that that's not something that they would have thought of, but it's also it's not strange. It's just if you're if you're making a Bigfoot and you, you know you're making your costume and for a man. And right. you're a man you're making in the 60s, you know, I feel like you're probably going to most likely lean towards making your Bigfoot a man. That's a good point. I wouldn't even think about that. And, and when we were talking about the, the height of the the people who are mostly men, um, you would have to build in breasts. I right. Mean, exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's women out there that's that tall. But oh, for sure. But it just adds a human aspect to me. I mean, you think about you got two guys in the 60s, you know, they're going to make a Bigfoot costume. They, no. Could be a male. Could be, it would probably be a, most likely be a male. They right. wouldn't. That's just extra material. It, it, you, it's just something else that you would have to add to it that could be kind of like used as debunking it because it's like if you don't get those proportions, not proportion, but if you don't get that, to, you have to like kind of make up uh, more um, physiology at that point as right. opposed to just doing a flat chest and some fucking nipples, freaking nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Every swear word every once in a while is not going to kill us. Yeah, so uh, it just it adds a human aspect to me, and I, I was thinking about that, and it's just another part of it to me. Thinking uh, about some Bigfoot prestices. Now you got me thinking about big hairy nipples. Well, then. Well, on that note, that was the Patterson-Gimlin footage, one of the most influential and famous pieces of Bigfoot video ever recorded. And like a Bigfoot on a Segway that rolls us into one of the most, one of the more, I don't know if it's the most, but one of the more um, famous incidences in recent times. Happened in Washington, the state of Washington, Mount St. Helens, July of 1924. On the east side of a narrow canyon, five men, Fred Beck, Gabe Lefevre, Lefevre, John Peterson, Marion Smith, and his son Roy Smith. They were prospectors working in the area. Um, they've been working there from what the article, newspaper article, that, again, we'll have attached to the Instagram, the whole newspaper article. At Don't Touch My Sasquatch Pod on Instagram. You got it, big guy. 
So they were working there, uh, mine shaft, for six years. Mine they've shaft. seen <laughs> mine <laughs> six years, and they uh, they've seen prints through this whole time, like all tracks. six years. Tracks, prints. Gotcha. Sorry, I didn't know if the artist was there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's writing again. Uh, thank, thankfully, Sasquatch is writing again. Little cave paintings. Um, uh, so the newspaper article, article is from Marion Smith's account. So this isn't Fred Beck's account, which is the more famous um, and well-heard story. Mm-hmm. You always hear it, and it seems like it's from Fred Beck's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is Marion Smith. This is the newspaper article. Again, July 14th, 1924. It was uh, about two weeks prior to the article when Marion and Fred saw saw an ape-like creature, or as they call them, mountain devils. Bless mountain you. Devils. Are you going to sneeze? No. Oh, all right. Mountain all right. devils. I was, like was pausing for that. Oh, yeah, mountain devils. <clears throat> so they were down at the uh, the local spring, and they were getting some water. And they, they saw this creature is about a hundred yards away, peeking from around, peeking from behind a tree, and, uh, and they they shot at it. They shot at it, and I guess they hit it in the head. Really, domed it. They domed it. <laughs> domed it. Domed it. Saw sparks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot's got a metal plate in his head. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say bark from where they hit the tree. Gotcha. And they said, they, they reportedly said, or Marion reportedly said, he hit the Sasquatch in the head. Gotcha. Which, and then it ran away, which it, it's kind of confusing. Like, if you hit anything in the head, normally the, it's dead. So it just ate a bullet to the head and it's pieced out. It's the Terminator. It's impressive. It's the Terminator. You know, you know the uh, T980. Okay, we're going to get hate mail for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Terminator that well, sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, a couple weeks after that incident, Marion's son, Roy, was on Thursday, July 10th. He was walking down to the the stream as well when one of the mountain devils, <laughs> trying to say in an old-timey fashion, them there mountain <laughs> devils up in them hills. <laughs> it's not them gold in them hills, it's the mountain devils. Um, one of the mountain devils, as they called them, uh, came charging at, at him from under, from under or behind a bush. Um, he shot his pistol about five to ten times. He said the, the creature looked human-like, long arms, claw-like figure, or fingers, black and brown hair, ears are high in the head, stands straight up, and one of his ears was in, or her, one of its ears, were injured, um, thinking it was from a couple weeks back. when Previous uh, shot? Yeah, from Marion. Gotcha. Hit him, nicked him in the head. So I guess he didn't need a bullet and, and survive. He just got his ear. They tagged him. Tag him, yeah. So tag him and bag him, baby. So this one came out from a, behind a bush and charged. Theoretically, from what the according to him, to the the yeah. Did they say did 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 which one of them, whoever <laughs> which one it was, Marion? Uh the one wait, wait the, the one that charged. Yes, it the one, charged Marion's son Roy. Gotcha. Did, did how far away was it? Did they say? Uh, I don't. I don't recall. Just curious. It's I don't recall. I mean. Either way, it could be 100 yards or 10 yards. If I'm still have, turning around and running. Uh, if you have a seven, eight-foot creature <laughs> with claw-like fingers and long arms running at you, i I probably poop my pants. I'm still booking it. Well, later that afternoon, um, two more of the creatures made their appearance. You know, One from in the bush, Roy and Fred, started firing at them. Patterson, Peterson, oops, going back to the Patterson-Gimley films. Peterson... Patterson Gimlin, not Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> Gimli's Lord of the Rings. 
Whatever. Legolas is there too. <laughs> Peterson rushed out when he heard the the firing of the shots to to come join the battle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in between him and the cabin, when he was running out, another one of the creatures appeared. Appeared. Gotcha. Started chasing them. So how many you got at this point? So two. One charging, or I don't know if it was charging, but it was in the bush from Roy and Beck. Yep. God damn it, Roy and Fred. Yeah. <laughs> and then Peterson ran out of the cabin. And another one popped out of the uh, brush and started chasing him in between him and the cabin. Gotcha. So it's an ambush. <laughs> it's an ambush. The retaliation for the year shot. Damn straight. So from the account of the newspaper, there were 16 shots in total. Um, fired. Fired. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Gotcha. 16 shots total fired. And the last shot being the one that Beck shot at one of the mountain devils. I'm going to say that every time. Like it. And that mountain devil fell down the canyon. According to Marion Smith, he heard the animal fall. Sorry, he heard the mountain devil fall and thought it to be dead. Mm-hmm. End of story on that one. Got it. So then they all decided they're going to leave in the morning, and the attack on the cabin happened. Mm-hmm. When it got dark out, they could hear creatures pounding their chest. You know that hollow sound? When you... Oh, yeah. Okay, Goddamn that... mountain devils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like an ape. Uh, uh, ape. Like primates. Yeah, too. interesting. That's weird. Um, <laughs> what a coincidence. And when they heard the pounding of the chest, they started firing their guns off to intimidate the creatures. I'm sure they were so intimidated. <laughs> um, so on top of uh, just pounding their chest, they also were, the cabin was pummeled with rocks um, constantly the whole night. Um, so to intimidate them, like you Samity Sam, they started shooting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to intimidate them, scare them off. Obviously, sure. like you would do, as one does. Absolutely. I mean, just my question is, how much ammo did they waste? Right. Sixteen shots earlier that day, <laughs> shooting up a storm, putting holes yeah. in their roof. <laughs> <laughs> there was already a hole in the roof. Oh, perfect. There was a hole in the roof though, because back in those days, they didn't have a chimney. They had a a hole to let the, the smoke oh, from the fire um, escape. Mm. And actually, through that hole, <laughs> according to the article. Mm-hmm. More than 200 rocks were thrown through, some weighing around 30 pounds. 30? Um, 30 pounds. That's I don't a, know. That's how, a big boy. <laughs> how big was the hole in the roof is my question. Seriously. I mean, there's also, according to Marion, Beck was hit in the head two times and knocked unconscious. With 30-pound rocks. 30-pound rock. I'm sh- <laughs> glad his head was still on there. <laughs> so needless to say, they didn't sleep all night, sure. and they stayed guard. Yeah. <clears throat> They, they stopped firing shots as they didn't know how many creatures were out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want to run out of ammo. So around uh, 2.30 in the morning, the attack stopped, and the creatures apparently left. Uh, the group had enough and headed home that night. Now, between Marion's story or recount of it in the newspaper and Beck's more well-known story, there are a couple differences that are noticeable to me. For example, the water incident, um, according to Marion in the, the newspaper article, that happened two weeks prior, whereas most of the stories I've heard, it happened the same day, and they shot at the creature the same day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time they killed the creature, when Fred Beck killed the creature, mm-hmm. I've heard it told, like the newspaper says, beforehand, and then many of the stories I've heard also have it happening after. So in the morning, when they're getting ready to leave, one of the creatures pops out, Fred Beck shoots it, 
goes falls down the canyon, dies, and they go home. Yes. <coughs> Another one is uh, shooting all night to conserve ammo and versus conserving ammo. Um, there are stories that they shot all through the night, and then there's this one where it says they stopped shooting to conserve ammo, and that the creatures left at two thirty in the morning, opposed to when the light first alight. Gotcha. And one other notable thing is that one of the creatures reached in through one of the holes in the side of the cabin to grab a an axe. Bigfoot knows what an axe is. Hey, I don't know what he's going to do with it, but... You know, break down that damn door. He's like the big bad wolf. <laughs> sure it's not a wolf man instead of Bigfoot? No, it's got that mountain deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, the consistencies with the story are a little... They're too different, they're in but they're not different enough to cry lie. To discredit it. I like cry lie. I like cry <laughs> lie. We don't cry lie here. <laughs> <laughs> what is your thoughts on the incident? Well, hearing the two and the differences in between, I think with five different, five different guys. Five different guys. Five different guys. There was not one of the same, or five. two of the same guy. Five guys, burgers, and fries. I think between all of them, not a sponsor. I think between all of them. But if they'd like to be, please give us a call. But reach out to us. I love burgers. A <laughs> little less salt, though, please, on those fries. <laughs> I think with having five guys there, and they're all telling their own version of what happened, you've got a mix of different guys. You've got guys who probably don't want the limelight. You've got guys who want the limelight. They're all going to tell a different story. So I think that the story. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. You know, I think they probably did see some stuff. I'm sure that there was. The cabin thing is what I like most about that story is because I've heard, heard stories about that very frequently about cabins being pelted with rocks. There's tree knocking constantly going on around it. We'll get into some more of that kind of stuff in a little bit here. but So I think that the truth lies somewhere in the middle and... I'm sure parts of, it, of each of it are true. I don't know if it's as fantasized as it was made out to be, but I also don't think that it didn't happen. There's definitely some stuff I believe happened. I agree. I, I think I think they may be dramatized and glorified it a little bit to get a little more nor- notoriety. For sure. Because <clears throat> uh, back in those days, as you as you told about the Patterson um, incident, it was uh, frowned upon. You get made fun of. So right. if you glorify it, make it this big scary story instead of just saying we saw Sasquatch or mountain devils as you say <laughs> <Got their mountain devils. laughs> um, you're going to get a little more uh, credibility if yeah. you will yeah, yeah. if you tell a big glorious story I think a lot of the incidents may happen mm-hmm. because between the two tellings of the story between Marion's version and between Beck's version there are a lot of similarities. Yes, timing's a little off. One drama, drama dramatizes words hard. Dramatizes one aspect, the other dramatizes the other one, you know. Right. Um, but I believe something happened. They saw something. Um there's been tales of of footstep ah footsteps, but um trend, prints. Mm-hmm. Tracks. Tracks. Couldn't yeah. think of the word again. So there's been sightings of uh tracks for years prior as well as the native americans tell stories and cave paintings and, and talk about the the foot step print thingies as well mm-hmm. you know, i can't say tracks it's, it's really difficult for me i guess sorry it's all good. 
So I also believe something happened. Well, if you're talking about the Native Americans, um, a lot of popular beliefs and theories in Native American culture is that Bigfoot is actually a spirit guide who comes and goes from our world from another dimension. <clears throat> who comes and goes from our world from another dimension armed with psychic powers to appear and reappear to avoid detection from the white man, as they say. That's high class. It's freaking cool. <laughs> um, they say that there could be a Bigfoot standing right in front of you, and you'd never know because he just hasn't revealed himself to you in a non-sexual way. And he's not bent over at the water getting a drink. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that. BG. <laughs> but I don't think it's far-fetched to believe that there's actually a species of offshoot of what I believe them to be is an offshoot of a primates similar to us. Um, like a great ape. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, around 15,000 to 18,000 different new species of animals are discovered each year. And granted, half of them are it, half of them are insects. It still leaves about 7,500 non-insect creatures discovered every year. So I don't think it's hard to believe that there's... Man, when are we going to run out of creatures to discover? Holy right? crap. It's a lot of creatures. There's a lot of them. That's every a lot. Year. And I mean, people can say like, "There's all the bodies. Where are they?" I I think that they might have learned from these Native Americans throughout all of their history, shared history together about burying their dead. So I believe that they're smart enough to know that burying their dead is a sign of respect for their dead. And there's sightings that they say that there's they travel in packs of families. And that they stick in these packs together and they look out for each other. Um, and I believe that they probably have seen that. Or some animals like elephants even bury their dead. I mean, it's just instinctual. Right. So that's well, kind of where I'm thinking. For my thinking about the dead bodies thing, uh, we all know bears are, are alive. They're real. They're a real thing, living, breathing. But we don't just see their carcasses laid out everywhere. For sure. Um, it could be because they're in their den. could be a cave other animals, I don't know, eat them. For um, sure. So it's, to say there's no body doesn't always mean there's no creature. How about gorillas? Um, I forgot the location, but there's, you know, they didn't discover them till 1900s. Mm -hmm. And they were thought to be a, a myth, fake, not real. Mm -hmm. Like you know a silverback? Yeah, I can't, I, can't remember, I can't remember where it was. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if it was in the... He's in the mountains somewhere, though. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I mean, that was discovered, and they're a large primate. I mean, they're as right. tall, they're as big as you, you, you big silverback, you. Um, Prefer Sasquatch, thank you. Uh, uh, bearded Yowie. <laughs> um, or maybe they are, uh, maybe they're aliens. Maybe they're not from this world. Maybe they are. They come in through a portal. They are often seen with UFO sightings, anyways, so. Could be scouts for the aliens. They could be for scouts. Many a case of that. You see yeah. a Bigfoot, you see a Absolutely. UFO, all in the same time. Absolutely. Scouting out, looking after us silly humans that know nothing but war. And Well, that went Hatred. dark. That went dark. Bring love. <coughs> Peace and love. Bring it on back, everyone. How about the Bigfoot titties? <laughs> how, what? What? Did you say how the Bigfoot taste? <laughs> nope. Oh. <laughs> how about them Bigfoot titties? <laughs> <laughs> Big old hairy nipples. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think a Bigfoot tastes good. 
Yeah, I mean, if you, got, you got the grays, you know, we'll, we'll touch on them. You'll you'll hear us talk all about them. But you got these grays, these little Spoiler tiny. Spoiler That's going to be soon. <laughs> coming up soon. Stay tuned, everyone. Uh, you got short little gray aliens, as they're always described as. What better bodyguard slash drone can you send out than a giant, hairy Bigfoot? That's five times, their, five times their size. Right. And, you, you know, maybe they've taken... Back in the past, they've taken DNA from a species here, manipulated it into something that can survive on no. our planet. Yeah. You can't manipulate stuff. Right. That's stuff. impossible. We definitely don't do that with gene splicing technology nowadays. That's not, not, not real. No. Anyway, stay tuned for that on our <laughs> UFOs or Grey's episode. Possibly. But my thoughts, my thinking is that they, with you, they're they're like an ape-like species. Though. I don't think it's it's aliens. I don't think right. it's paranormal um, ghosts. I mean, there's tracks, there's footprints, there's right. there's well, they could be calls and stuff. But there's tracks, um, there are visual sightings, videos of them that are more solid-looking than what mm-hmm. you get when you you see a video of a ghost. Right, kind of like comes in and out. Um, also with the, the ape theory, there there's you know there's knuckle casks. Casts, mm-hmm. casts. Um, you mean when they bend down to drink water? Um, you get the knuckles and the knees, baby. <laughs> the knuckles and the knees. <laughs> uh, been and knees. Theories that they do uh, migration, mm-hmm. so they migrate with the seasons, kind of like what um, most animals do. Right. I think we're both in agreement wholeheartedly that it's it's a primate. It's a natural. There's just too much, bound. too much sight, too many sightings, too much evidence. A- at what point do people start accepting? S- accepting it could be a possibility at least. Right, and it, there's the issue is a know? lot of scientists are told not to not to look into this because it's just something that is is viewed as wasting your career. Right, and a lot of places don't want to fund that kind of research. They want something that's going to get the money, get, get that money, get that money. Goddamn Mountain Devils. Goddamn Mountain Devils. (laughs) Everyone, thank you so much for listening to our inaugural episode on our good friend Sasquatch. Be sure to comment your thoughts and theories on the Patterson footage and Ape Canyon incident on our Instagram at Don't Touch My Sasquatch Pod. Join us next Monday for another episode. Stay curious, be vigilant, and remember, don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't you do it. Don't do it. See ya. Goddamn mountain devils! <laughs>